Yay, yay. Um, no. In all seriousness. Welcome to the Heavy Sweater Podcast. This is the ASMR version of the podcast. I'm just kidding. Hey, welcome to the Heavy Sweater Podcast. My name is John King. If this is your first time listening, this is the Heavy Sweater Podcast. a deep dive into the beginnings of musicians and bands of the heavy variety. This week on the podcast, we have Ducks Newton, part Paladin. It's a solo project from, uh, I think he said he's from the Blue Mountains area, Sydney. News. We'll just say Sydney. It's not. It's New South Wales. Great guy. Easy to talk to. Great musician. Fucking, I, I fuck with what he does. His music is so sick. So, yeah. Um, go check him out wherever you listen to music. Uh, he'll be putting out new music very soon from what I've been seeing. So, yeah. We recorded this about a month ago. This is the last one of the ones I had banked up from February-ish time. Um, so, yeah. You won't hear me talking about having COVID anymore or playing a certain big show. I'm over that now because it's March now. It's March 21st. No, it's not. It's March 19th of recording this. I'm a fucking idiot. You know the deal. This is where I say the catchphrase. It's Sunday and you know what that means. Now the music plays. However the fuck it goes. Music, go! Hey man, how you doing? Good. How are you, John? Yeah, fucking chilling. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sick, man. Well, um, we get into everything with like heavy music for you and like the very beginning. Like, what's the first sort of heavy-ish band you remember hearing and being like, oh, that's pretty cool? Yeah, God, it goes back away. Um, probably when I was like a kid, really young. Yeah. Like pretty pretty typical, I guess. Probably hearing Akadaka and like Rose Tattoo. Okay. But that had all these mad vinyls of kind of like old pub rock stuff, and I was, even then I remember being like, "Yeah, this is pretty. What is this black magic? I need to get my hands on some of this stuff." <laughs> Sick. Um, so yeah, started out kind of with that stuff, and then grew up with a bunch of like eclectic music and world music, weird folk stuff that my parents were into. Okay. But um, but yeah, I guess like in high school is where I kind of kicked off my newfound love for like heavier stuff and um you know probably like a lot of people of you know like my generation i guess and then a bit older um yeah. got into bands like rage yeah. very early on um and i kind of missed i didn't really go down the the kind of emo punk like hardcore path i was probably more of a new metal kid to be honest okay yeah, yeah that's fair um so yeah like after rage i guess i kind of grew into stuff like things were, that were big in the early 2000s like Limp Bizkit, Dismember yeah. Down, Slipknot, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, which still kicks to this day, to be honest. Like yeah, sometimes fuck I listen oath. back to some of those records and like, man, there's a lot to be said about Limp Bizkit, but fuck me, they can make a record. Like, yeah, uh, those first three albums were like on fucking fire. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so sick. And yeah, like, yeah, the prejudice is a bit of a joke there, but like yeah. the $1 bill album yeah. is still incredible, like the musicianship of some of those albums and, and corn and stuff like that. So um, yeah, went through that phase and and then were kind of kicked around with some cover bands in high school and doing all that kind of thing and probably got um, introduced to some sort of more um, intricate, darker kind of music and a brother of 
a guy that was in a band at the time that showed me Tool. Um, okay. And I just fell in love with it then, and they're still my favorite band today. Sick. Um, yeah, so I got into a bunch of that stuff, and then from there, it's like opened up a whole bunch of like you know metalcore, and then tech metal and math metal, and yeah, yeah. Um, all, all that kind of good stuff. So it's been a journey. Fuck yeah! To go back to new metal, you fuck with Crazy Town. I didn't. No, I don't. I, was aware. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that was too like um, like daytime MTV. Oh music. yeah, yeah, for <laughs> so, sure. Like, they're, they're trash. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah, but there's a, there is some of that like old school new metal genre which was just way too cliche. And yeah, yeah. Once it like, me, like once it got too big, it was like almost like pop music with downtuned guitars. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. right. Um, and I think like a lot of people get, put bands into the new metal category, like Three Doors Down and yeah, yeah. No, they're um, butt three, day, three Days Grace. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Which for me, no, nah, that, was, that wasn't like, there's a good new metal and there's bad new metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bad new metal is still very funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there's a podcast yeah. I listen to every now and then called The Roach Coach and they like go through new metal albums and like try to find what's canon for new metal. Yeah, got it. It's okay. so good. They do one with uh, Tommy Lee's side project, Methods of Mayhem. Okay. It is <laughs> so incredible because that album is poo it's so bad <laughs> so is it like verifying what what true new metal heads classify as new metal or? yeah yeah so like they'll just listen to like any band that has like a subgenre of new metal as like their wikipedia tag and then they'll just listen to an album and be like is this new metal and why it's not yeah, or why it is it. yeah it's yeah sick. for sure yeah no so i might have to check that out actually it's interesting it's a, it can it's a Fairly bleak period as well in like yeah. the history, <laughs> yeah. history of heavier music, but um, there's some gold that came out of it. So. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, but that was probably my entry into kind of like you know heavier, darker stuff, and kind of went from there. Yeah, sick. Fuck yeah. And then you were saying you were in like cover bands and shit in high school, but before that, like, was it those new metal bands? And if so, which band in particular made you be like, maybe I can play music too? Uh, I reckon like. So I, I was a guitarist. Um, I'm a guitarist, but I started playing guitar before doing anything else. Okay. Um, kind of like quite young in primary school, but then took it seriously in high school. But yeah. Um, it was probably like uh, I reckon Tom Morello from Rage was like Fuck yeah. Where I was like, yeah, I, I want to do this properly, and yeah. I want to try and do what this guy does, and <laughs> figure out at every bought myself a shitty cheap whammy pedal and tried to do everything he did. And, Fuck yes. Um, yeah, so I reckon I reckon Rage was the kickoff point for me for that kind of like heavier style of guitar playing at least, and then okay. I went from there. But um, yeah, like even like as I said, the musicianship in some of those um, earlier new metal albums, like Corn um, and the Biscuit, yeah. they're incredible players, you know. Like and yeah. say say whatever you want about new metal, but each individual like um, band member in those bands are just like on their own right the best in the field sort of thing yeah for but, sure um yeah definitely tried to mimic all those guys and um but yeah like as i got a bit more experimental and kind of got a bit more into um like alternative darker stuff i got heaps into time signatures and um Meshuggah became one of my <sighs> favorite bands and they still are oh yes um <clears throat> but yeah like just trying to do emulate some of the things that those guys did early on yeah yeah inspired me 
sure. I think I think I've said something like that similar in like a previous podcast of like when you're a kid and you're just like figuring out how a guitar works. Like if you don't have lessons, you're just like figuring out on your own. Like your first bunch of few songs that you like quote unquote write are essentially just rip-offs of like songs you listen to. Oh, exactly, man. Yeah, that's right. And, and there, there is a fine line between like being influenced by something and writing the same song yourself, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, definitely when you're young, it's like, yeah, how do I do a how do I do a rage track or yeah, um, how do I do like a like a blink track or something? And and that's where people start for sure. Yeah, and I think like helps with like writing later on and figuring out like song structures and what style you prefer to play like opposed to just being like, I listen to all this, but what do I actually prefer to play? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good testing ground for yeah. where you are as like a writer and like um, I'll still do it to this day. To be honest, like if I'm writing a new track, um, obviously you're influenced by a lot of different things, but a times you kind of sit down and study a song and you kind of like where would this person take it here and kind of taking influence from that structure and um the kind of you know how they build it build a song super helpful as well yeah because there's so many ways to do it now like with my band i'm like for ages i was like i hate choruses fuck choruses we're not doing choruses mm. it's just riffs yeah. on riffs and breakdowns and it's going to be sick but now I'm like, yeah. I'm sort of like breaking down to it. I'm like, oh, I can only write so many cool riffs. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's where right. do I go from here now? But yeah. yeah, for sure. And I think like discovering, you know, when you're, you're young and you're writing stuff and you are like trying to, to some degree, be like other people, you kind of like um, indulge yourself a bit in yeah. that, that mad breakdown that you write or that clever thing that you write and you do it for like a minute and a half. Yeah. <laughs> you listen to people who are good at it <laughs> yeah. and... It's like if they do something clever or something huge, it's like an Easter egg. They do it for like a couple of bars and it's gone and that's why it's sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's all, it's all gross, I guess. Like, yeah, no, I definitely definitely learned that mistake very quickly. Now I'm like, oh, 20 seconds of this part, that's too long, fuck. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> no, totally, totally agree. That's sick, man. And then like, so from guitar, that's the first thing you play. And then you're in cover bands, but like, what's your first introduction into like the like local heavy scene? Yeah, so like in high school and and probably just after high school, I was in a couple of bands and we just we wrote a few things, but it was mainly covers of those kind of like you know early new metal and heavy rock kind of bands. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then just after high school, I started a band with a few mates, and we were around for a bit, like into our kind of early twenties. Okay, so five years or so. Um, and that was a that was a full on project. Like we wrote our own stuff and recorded. And um, but when we were starting, we didn't have a vocalist. We're hunting forever to find one, and okay. um, we kind of knew what we wanted, but couldn't find anyone. Like we were from the I grew up in the Blue Mountains, so yeah, yeah, yeah. from there. And um, it's a pretty small community, especially for people of the heavier kind of music that are yeah, finding sure. vocalists. The suits it's it's a bit of a tricky situation. So um, I'd always only been a guitarist and. I kind of, I kind of heated the call, I guess. I was, I was like, oh, I, I've never really sung before and don't know how this is going to go, but I gave it a go. I was just like yeah. fucked around for a week at home just to get the confidence to present it to the band and kind of went from there. But um, yeah, I was just singing then. I, I didn't really start screaming for a while after that. And it, even that takes forever to get a technique right and not burn your vocal cords. Or down and, and for it to sound good at the same time 
Yeah, yeah. So just, it took a while, but but yeah. You got there. You did got it. There. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's like that classic, like doing things in your band because you like have to for it to carry on. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, which and is sick. When you're when you're young and you've got no money and stuff, when you try to record and tour, um, you don't have a label or a manager. You do all that stuff yourself, like everything, and it's, it's frustrating at times. But you kind of learn how the industry works as well. It's like a crash course and definitely um, the music industry. So it's a double-edged sword, I guess. But yeah, you're right. Try to fill those gaps when yeah you you sort of young and you don't know what's going on yeah. you do have to step up to the plate again i guess musically especially so yeah it's probably probably a good thing that my band didn't ever sing at the time because i might not have given it a go otherwise. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no that's sick man that's so good and then like that went for you were saying about five years roughly and then yeah. from there where do you go after that from there like it, there was so basically that band that, that i was in um we kind of thought we were going to give it a, a good crack and then um, put a lot of time and energy into it. And then it just kind of disbanded naturally, like people okay. got jobs and um, moved overseas and all that kind of stuff. So um, it kind of fell away. And then I didn't do much at all for ages, to be honest. Like yeah. um, I just mucked around. I, was, I did some session guitar work for people, but um, apart from that, I was pretty dormant, like creatively. Um, yeah. And yeah, just did things at home, but but just in my spare time and no one would hear it sort of thing. So it wasn't until, um, yeah, like two years ago or a year and a half ago that I decided I wanted to um, kick it off again and, and try and like create again. And it was really because of lockdown, like 2020. Yeah, yeah. I was bored of shit at home and nothing else to do really. I was just like, all right, I better get my gear back together and see if I can do something. <laughs> put something out there into the world again. Yeah, yeah, that's sick. Um, You're still in, like, New South Wales? Yeah, yeah, I'm in Sydney. Yeah, yeah, and Sydney got hit, yeah. like, so hard. I'm in Brisbane, and, like, Brisbane was the most chill state of all of COVID lockdowns. They were like, ah, just stay inside if you want, really. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know what was going on out there when I heard all the news reports, because she was, yeah. for a while there, it was like no one was allowed out or in. Uh, yeah, the true? borders were closed except for transport and essential workers. But like anyone in Brisbane could just do whatever the fuck they wanted unless they got COVID. Then it was like stay home for a bit. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And now it's like it's a free for all. It's fucked. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. They're like, you don't have to check in and you you don't have to show your vaccination passport if you're asked. And yeah, yeah got it's it. fucking okay. wild. Yeah. But yeah, no, you're right. Sydney was, um, I mean, Melbourne as well. They, yeah, they, they got hit hard. Lockdown means, but, yeah. Um, Sydney this year, or yeah, sorry, this year and last year has been pretty, pretty fun. But yeah, it's been, it, it was a good opportunity to, to do those things again, like find a project and get back into music and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's sick. Fuck yeah. So, like, it all just sparked up because you were just stuck at home, bored as shit. Yeah, pretty much, man. Like I've <laughs> been, so sick. yeah, like um, I'd, I'd sort of always written music and been known to play music and stuff, you know, around with my friends and people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was partly boredom and also partly like 
for years people have been like what are you doing man you should be doing something like yeah something out there and um yeah so it was a, it was a culmination of those things i guess that finally just made me go all right i'm gonna start recording again and um yeah really uh kicked off in 2020 and then released the single in um january last year 2021 yeah um but that that was more sort of like for me it was just to get something up and out and I didn't really care if anybody heard it or not. It was just for me to kind of have something in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then it took me another year to write another song, but I finally <laughs> got it out. And um, that, I've, I've definitely given this one a bit more of a push because um, I just, you know, I'm treating it more like a proper project now than, than it's just a bedroom recording thing. Yeah. Um, so just trying to see what the world thinks and get it in front of people to enjoy it as well. I think that's like, that's a good idea, man. Like, cause the first single comes from like a super pure place of like, I don't care if anybody hears it. This is for me, which is like probably the best place to be writing music from opposed to being like, I've got to write more music. But then like, yeah. yeah. Realizing afterwards that like, you want to take it more seriously again and then pumping more into the second single. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's a good attitude to have anyone uh, anyway for, for anyone releasing music it should be about yourself first and foremost and for sure just like you should be happy with it and if you're happy with it that's that's all that matters but um definitely had that mentality moving into like the single i just released a few years ago uh, a few weeks ago sorry um but um giving it i guess more opportunity to breathe and and giving it um the chance to be heard too because i'm super happy with it and super proud of it so um yeah, just trying to get it out into the universe so, like I said, other people can kind of enjoy it as well. Yeah. Fuck yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Well, um, we'll get into, like, the sort of the meanings behind both these tracks because, like, they're fucking sick. I was listening to them the other day. They're both super cool tracks. So do you want to go into, like, you. both songs and, like, what they mean to you and lyrically and all that? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so the... The first single, The Rise and the Fall, is like your stock standard breakup song, <laughs> to be yep. honest. Um, yeah, like and a little bit about 2020. Um, going through a breakup in lockdown was pretty rough, but sort of, I guess, overall, it's about like the ebbs and flows of life and just how things come and go and trying to find a steady line between all that kind of mayhem. Um, yeah. Um, and I guess like musically for me, it was, the first time I like, you know, I guess professionally put something out there. So it was a bit of a testing ground. Um, it was like, I write everything myself and I do pretty much all of it myself, except for like, I'd send it off to mix and master, final mix and master. Yeah. But um, this first track was everything at home and it's great. And I'm, I'm really happy. I'm still proud of it, but you can kind of hear, I think that you can hear in it that it's still kind of figuring the genre out and figuring out where I, want to sit like sonically okay. um but yeah so so kadal which is the track of released just a couple of weeks ago um is a bit of a step up like writing uh, in terms of writing for me like i spent a lot of time and energy kind of trying to figure out how to make what i had in my head come out in full and uh, the final product um so got a drummer involved this time and Sick. another guy on cello um, just for that atmosphere yeah and um yeah lyrically it's about um i guess a disconnect from heritage um 
at its core. So I'm a Torres Strait Islander on my dad's side. Yeah, yeah. Um, but grew up away from that world and away from that culture. So it's sort of about um, trying to retain that like missing link, missing links in, in my like lineage, I guess, and um, coming to terms with and being okay with the fact that I didn't grow up with that culture, but um, I guess like also a want to kind of get back to it at some point in life. And um, yeah, like, yeah, overall, I guess it's sort of um, a beckoning for, for culture to come back, but yeah, being at peace with myself yeah. And also trying to finding a home at this like, you know, a concept of being whole once you've found and it's kind of okay with who you are and where you've come from. Yeah, um, that's fucking incredible, man. Yeah, cheers, dude. Fuck. That's so like sick. I'm like sort of blown away, like the the depth of like that and your experience with that. That's fucking awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's been something I've wanted to write about for a while, but haven't really had the avenue to do it. So um, I guess I was waiting for years when I was doing, when I was waiting for a band to come along so I could fucking write and get a lot of these things out. But eventually, you know, like like we've talked about, I said, oh, fuck it, I'll do it myself. So yeah, yeah, it's good to get that kind of stuff out on paper and then out um, musically as well. For Um, sure. Yeah, so it's pretty, I guess it's a pretty deep personal subject. It's not light material, but um, yeah, it was important for me to kind of get it out there for sure. Definitely, man. And like from all, like all you've said so far about Part Paladin is like, it's for you by you. So like, if that's how you feel about like your identity and and everything like that, like who's going to stop you from saying how you feel? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, you're right. And I, I think, um, like we're talking, like we're saying with releasing music, it's a blessing that other people are uh, into it or interested in it and or dig it. But um, at the end of the day, it's like a, a project for me, and to get to get the music out there, but also to get those themes out there, just feels really kind of um, fulfilling. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, definitely, definitely stoked of, of the final result for sure. Yeah, that's sick. And if anybody doesn't like it, music's subjective and they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, no, exactly right. <laughs> Fortunately, there's been some love out there in the world so far. Yeah, definitely, no, man. No uh, bad criticism, but yeah. No, you're that's right. good. That's For so sure. sick. Fuck you, man. That's so sick. Fuck. And then what's next? Yeah, so I'm, I think, like, uh, procrastination is my worst enemy. Like, it took me a year between tracks and um, partially because uh, like you know things in life working and moving and all that all that boring stuff but um also i kind of ebb and flow of um in creativity so i'll pack my gear away for a reason and then i won't unpack it for a month so yeah um, <laughs> i'm trying to stay on the ball this time so now that there's something out there and um people are enjoying it and um starting to um yeah make some moves i'm going to keep that ball rolling and um so i'm writing now i'm writing another song um trying to have that done within like a month or two um and then yeah just take it from there i guess i'm just gonna keep on writing and put out a few tracks and then see where it takes me maybe look for an ep or something later in the year or early next year and um yeah but i guess it's like it's hard it's a blessing and a curse being a solo like you know um inverted commas solo artist because yeah you 
all your ideas get on the table. You can do what you want with it. Um, the finished product is yours. So whatever comes of it and how it sounds at the end is like, uh, like 110% more fulfilling. Yeah. Um, but also you're stuck. There's no one to keep you online, you know, yeah. like, um, sort of and also there's no one to bounce ideas off like you can send, yeah. you send it to mates and, and all that kind of stuff but it's a slower process i think um from production and creative point of view because yeah you are i i am anyway i'm sure a lot of people are your own worst critic too so yeah even if you've written something that sounds amazing you think it's garbage you say throw it away and, and yep. the opposite too so, it's the classic um, musician thing man like always self-deprecating <laughs> like i'll write something i'm like okay, this is kind of cool. And I'll listen to it next time. I'm like, this is fucking trash. What the <laughs> exactly. fuck? Who did this? Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, I can totally relate. It's like, it's almost like doing something stupid when you're pissed and then you wake up the next day and you're like, what have I done here? You know? yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is this absolute nonsense? But um, yeah. yeah, I think it's just about like uh, refining that process and um, figuring out how to produce yourself yeah. too. Yeah. Um, and not and also not being overly critical so kind of letting some things just out or pass through the the checkpoints i guess yeah just because it feels good to play even if you're not sure about um yeah so so working on pumping out another track soon ish and then Sick. see what comes from there cool well fuck you i'm keen to hear it whatever comes next i'm keen to hear it. thanks dude yeah i appreciate it sick well um we'll get into like the the last question and then i'll get out of your hair um you've already mentioned one of them but like what are your top five favorite bands of all time jesus um yeah i feel like it kind of actually no that's a lie no it doesn't i was about to say it changes a lot but it doesn't because i'll come back to these bands like no matter what um i think my music tastes change a lot as everybody's does so you kind of go in and out of genre or you kind of go down a rabbit hole exploring a different genre yeah. Um, but I'd have to say Tool definitely number one that, that hasn't changed um, Alexa's on fire oh, there as well for fuck me fuck yeah so good um, yeah yeah they're just, I was super influenced by them um, and they're just an incredible band but um, Dallas Green especially vocally is one of my favourite vocalists such a good vocalist um, all three of them yeah yeah 100% man yeah they're incredible um, Meshuga too yeah. Um, Carnival would be in there. Okay. Fuck well. yeah. Sick. Um, and trying to think of a fifth. Yeah, it changes. I mean, for a while, for a long time, there it was kind of like honoring my new metalish roots and Incubus, one of my favorite bands oh, for a very long yes. time. And sick. like, I still listen to like Science, and I mean, all their albums are good, but those yeah. earlier heaviest albums are solid still um yeah so i, I might put in give us in there because they're just a, they're a band that i can always come back to yeah um, but yeah like I've, I've gotten heavy over this over time and i'm super into um like actually august burns red the big, big contender as well okay fuck um, yeah sick Throw them yeah, in as so, an honorable mention honorable mention yeah exactly. yeah sick <laughs> yeah Cool, man. That's so sick. And like to go back to what you said just then, like you've gotten heavier over time. I think that's just like the progression until you find out where you sit in, like what you prefer to listen to. Cause like I started with emo music and then <clears throat> like 
a year later, I'm listening to like Cradle of Filth and like Bleeding yeah. Through and shit. And I'm like, yeah. this is sick. And then like Crabcore comes along and I'm like, oh, maybe that's cool. And now yeah, I'm like <laughs> heavily into hardcore. I'm like, yeah, this this is comfortable for me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Like old school hardcore or new new age hardcore? Oh, like both. I'll listen to like old Terra like albums and shit. And then like a froth incendiary. Kubla Khan yeah, is no. so sick. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I yeah. went through a bit of a period there of like Madball and oh um, yes, that, that kind of like New York, yeah, yeah, 90s scene. so fucking um, good. Yeah, Madball slap. Yeah, hundred percent. Fuck yeah, man! <laughs> Thanks for doing the podcast. <laughs> yeah, dude. No worries. Thanks so much for the time. It's all good. Have a good day. Awesome. Thanks, John. You too. And we're done for another week. Huge thank you to Ducks for doing the podcast. Uh, fucking, like I said in the beginning, really fucking sick chat. Really good dude. Easy to talk to. That was our first time talking. And a huge fucking shout out to Tim Price of the Faction and Collision Course for hooking this one up. Um, <clears throat> check out Part Paladin wherever you listen to music. It's on all streaming services. Go check him out on Facebook and Instagram, Part Paladin. It's really fucking good shit. Um, yeah, and if you like what I'm doing over here with the podcast, please like it on Facebook, sub- uh, follow on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, tell a friend if you like it. If you think I'm a fucking idiot, um, tell your friend to listen to me so you can make fun of me without me knowing about it. Um, because that's still a listen, I guess. It's not a nice listen, but it's still a listen. Yeah, because this just helps the scene, really. Like, this is a platform for bands to come and express themselves and the music that they like, they got them into music, because we're all the same fucking person, no we're not, we're not all the same person, but we all come from similar backgrounds, we're all the weird kids from high school, that got made fun of for the music we listened to, or the clothes that we wore, or painting our nails, or straightening our hair, like, we're all very, very similar in that aspect, so like, why not build each other up, and support each other, follow it on Instagram, and like it on Facebook, at Heavy Sweater Podcast, and yeah, also Shokan, my band. We're doing some shows again. We're playing 31st of March at King Lear's with Sentiment, Native Tongue, and Insect. And then we're playing the next night, April 1st. It's not a joke. This is a real show. 11 Dive Bar with Dissect, our fucking boys. Dissect, Shokan, crossover, collab. Hit me up about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Dissect on their Snake Eater weekend. We're playing with them, Native Tongue, Dead Nerve, and Shokan, obviously, because we're going to be playing that. Yep, this is a live read, by the way. Um, and then the next night, April 2nd, Vinny's Dive Bar on the Gold Coast, Dissect, Dead Nerve, Xeno Christ, Native Tongue, and Shokan. Links to tickets are in Shokan's link tree, so hit up Shokan Band on Instagram or dissect.au for links. Anyway, next week, new guest, you know the deal, every week. Working my fucking ass off. Come back for a new episode. It's going to be a fucking good one. They're all good ones. I'm proud of everything I've done on this podcast. So, come back next week for a new episode. Thanks.